0: Today I'm debating Milton Friedman and his role in developing the systems of economics and of economy that we have today. I'm also challenging whether or not economists have any right to design any systems and models through which we follow. This came up in another discussion on this podcast, but let's listen in to some of the thoughts I've had. If we want to debate what's right, appropriate, legal, fair, just, we can't do it in the same bubbles we have had in the past. We need the voices of engineers, biologists, botanists, geologists, chemists, artists, physicists, statisticians, theologians, activists, and a host of other siloed characters before we even understand how the system works in order to improve it. This is season five, the great debates of our times. Season five will be centered around the great debates and we will be comparing and contrasting different viewpoints on various topics that are consuming the public discourse at present. The reason I've decided to take this approach is because we, or at least many of us, are losing the skill of debate. And I think this is an essential skill for us all to practice once more. I don't see how we get to the point of saving the world and saving our planet if we don't know how to discuss our differences. I also think that the solution to most of our challenges is somewhere in the spectrum of views, but never at either extreme. I will be working with guests to curate the content and discuss beforehand. I will understand their positions, their areas of genius, and navigate my questions around that so that the conversation is challenging and stimulating without being combative. I hope you enjoy Season 5 of Where Ideas Launched, the Sustainable Innovation Podcast. What does the raging debate around ESG actually mean to you as an economic actor in society? I've been buried in research from my upcoming book, Do What Matters? The Purpose Driven Career Transition Guide, as well as completing a course from University of California, Berkeley School of Law on ESG, as well as preparing some micro on sustainability for the team at Mind Channel. And all of these research ideas have sort of mushroomed into this thought around purpose. Now, What has been central around discussions of late is the role of purpose in organisations and whether or not boards or shareholders have a greater right to dictate what that purpose should be. An interesting debate to be sure. Since pursuing learning on ESG matters, I've read much on the role of Milton Friedman and the theory of shareholder primacy and the profit maximisation purpose of companies. I've referred often derogatorily of his doctrine, but I'd never read it end to end until very recently. I quote now from his article. In a free enterprise private property system, a corporate executive is an employee of the owners of the business. He has direct responsibility to his employers. The responsibility is to conduct the business in accordance with their desires, which generally will be to make as much money as possible while conforming to the basic rules of the society, both those embodied in law and those embodied in ethical custom. Of course, in some cases, his employer may have a different objective. In either case, the key point is that, in his capacity as a corporate executive, the manager is the agent of the individuals who own the corporation, and his primary responsibility is to them. Now, in this quote, he talks about the basic rules of society as embodied by both law and custom. But this idea of custom doesn't work the minute an organisation crosses borders, and it even doesn't work within societies, when, in, when societies are inherently designed in an unjust way. I mean, you can even read from that quote, the use of he in all of the, the conversation, as if the only economic actor and controller of resource could be a man. And all of these things have evolved and changed since he wrote this article, along with the premise and the foundation of the article itself, which we could discuss and debate in more length. Now, even as organizations cross borders, this idea of custom starts to span different geographies, as we have many multinational companies who operate on laws that favor them, not necessarily the laws that persist, in the market of their customer, which involves a lot of complexity in trying to, to dismantle because these systems have been set up to support their profit maximization goals without considering the impact on those societies who are actually investing and spending their money in their business. Now, Milton Friedman also scoffed at the idea of corporate responsibility as corporations don't have responsibilities except to the law that created them, but individuals do. Either way, the flaw in much of this article, in my opinion, is a lack of integrated systems thinking throughout the piece. I've listened to countless debates now among professors that argue that even when shareholders act in the interest of profit maximization, they are more likely to develop solutions that address long-term social and climate concerns because it is fundamentally within their interest to do so, once ensconced in an appropriate tax structure that considers negative externalities. Others argue for director primacy, challenging boards to embrace a north star or purpose in balancing the interest of all shareholders in determining their actions. You will see from Friedman's article that he believes this role assigns boards powers they do not have. Whilst Friedman's arguments are interesting and worthy of some design consideration, the arguments remain as academic and removed from real life as are the doctrines of economic theory itself, in my opinion. When economists, lawyers, historians, and politicians debate these issues, they are ignoring fundamentally important disciplines from their discourse. We live in a series of interconnected systems, from the individual, the household, the community, the state, the county, the country, the global economic system, and all of these being bounded by biological, geological, atmospheric, and other systems that support existence itself, We need to think differently about how we come to solutions. If we want to debate what's right, appropriate, legal, fair, just, we can't do it in the same bubbles we have had in the past. We need the voices of engineers, biologists, botanists, geologists, chemists, artists, physicists, statisticians, theologians, activists, and a host of other siloed characters before we even understand how the system works in order to improve it. We live in the Anthropocene a widely disputed fact of geology. Don't worry, I'm not oblivious to the contradiction in that statement. But this means that humans now, more than any other factor, are impacting on climate and other major geological systems on the Earth and increasingly in space. That this is happening isn't inherently a problem. Risk always walks in the hand of opportunity. With the capabilities we have today on data, technology, systems science, modelling, design, We can create a new trajectory for humans within the context of society and natural systems to correct and potentially reverse the damage we've done by the weaknesses of our past understanding. It will take strong and compelling desire for a legacy of having a continuously livable planet at the expense of our individual egos to make that change. When Andrew Winston and Paul Polman speak of net positive in their book, This, I believe, is what they're challenging us to envision. When Kate Rayward discusses donut economics, I believe she also addresses these gaps. I invite you to have a read of this article from Milton Friedman. I will post it on my website, whereideaslaunch.com, so that you can interrogate and determine what your thoughts are. I want to leave you with a quote that is completely apart from from Milton's uh, thoughts and premises. The purpose of business is to profitably solve problems of people and the planet, and not to profit from causing problems. And that is from the British Academy. Perhaps this is the simple idea that we can all get behind. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you today by the brand new Women in Sustainable Business Awards that kicks off in 2023. If you're a business owner who's starting a business with principles of sustainability in mind and you want to preserve some lost skills, some handcrafting, artisanal work, or you're a social media manager supporting purpose-driven brands, or you're creating fashion or something that is relevant to the sustainability and green transformation, you are more than welcome to join us and to get involved in these awards. Check out our group on Facebook, Women in Sustainable Business, Or follow the podcast, Where Ideas Launch, on Instagram to find out more.